you know, tell me everything about your background. I know uh, an interesting story is kind of tell me how you got here. You know, you grew up in Chile, right? Yes. Uh, um, I grew up in Chile. Um, I went to the Navy Academy. Then I graduated. I did special forces for like five years. Um, then I retired the Navy and I studied mine engineer. And I worked in mine for about like four years. And, uh, I was married. I married a United citizen girl over there. I met her when I was um, 20. Um, so got married there and all her family was here. So we moved back to United States. Um, we got here, we got the separate divorce after like a year. It was like pretty hard at the beginning for me to like adjust to a new life. Mm-hmm. And because I was like one year illegal here. I didn't have my green card. So when you're illegal, it's hard to find, find a job. So I make pizzas for a living, then work in the HVAC, a sprinkle system outside. So I did everything before I actually started doing fitness. I always work out. Um, my background in fitness is from six years old to like 31, I played rugby. Um, I always loved the gym, but uh, I fell in love with CrossFit here. Um, I When I stopped playing rugby, I needed like a, a competitive sport to do. And I went to my first class of CrossFit and I fell in love right away. That's pretty cool, man. That's a yeah. crazy story. I think we should yeah. like, we should dive into a little bit of that. Like, yeah. you know, any cause, question. Because I think it's interesting, like, like, what was Chile like? And why did you pick kind of the Navy? Like, how did that work? Is that something that you uh, do in that country? No, no, no. This is a funny story, too. So okay. um, I was being independent and uh, I don't know, 16 years old, I told my dad that I want to be a professional snowboarder. <laughs> and he's like no you have to go to college blah 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 and I say no I want to do this so uh, he did led me and that week I think I, I'm not even lying that week people from the Navy went to my school and did a, this like full uh, presentation about the Navy and they showed me like parachuting and shooting and all this cool stuff I was like oh my god I'm going to do that I went oh, wow. back home and said, like, Dad, I'm going to the Navy. He's like, mm. no, you don't go to the Navy. My dad didn't want to. A week later, my dad is like, okay, if you want to go to professional snowboarding, you can go and, like, have a ticket. You can stay in Canada. And just to, like, like bottom like that, I said, no, I'm going to the Navy. So when <laughs> I went, yeah, <laughs> very stubborn kid. Yeah. So uh, I just join the Navy, but I didn't know when you joined the Navy school, you have to study first, and as, like, they didn't explain that. I didn't even know, so... How old were you? I, 16. When I joined the Navy, I was 17. Wow. The Navy school, so I finished I finished uh, my last year of high school inside the Navy, and then I studied another four years my, for my uh, uh, for my diploma. And after all that time, I finally uh, did the Special Forces. That's a nine-month course that you have to do. And you are inside from Sunday 
to Saturday for nine months. What do you mean? You're not allowed to go outside? You're not allowed to go outside. Wow. That's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life. What, what's the what's the reasoning for that? Uh, the reasoning for that because like we like they want to like actually put in in a situation that you're kind of in war. Mm-hmm. So if you're like in war, you're not gonna be going to your house. So they put you in the like the worst situation ever to prepare you for that uh, when you go outside. So that's that's the reason why. So what did you guys do inside? Was it like a bunker? Like how does that? No, no, no. It's like imagine um, like a <laughs> building with like everything inside a pool that will like swim, uh, shoot, uh, shoot a uh, range. So like shooting, like uh, the beach was right there. Uh, so you have everything inside to uh, train yourself. Classroom, okay. we have class every day. Demolition, shooting. Uh, intelligence so you had everything inside wow that's wild how big was that facility it must have been massive 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 big big one wow that's really crazy and so you after that you were deployed or after that uh, yeah i was deployed like in the special forces you don't deploy you like for assets like you stay there and then like okay you got you go three weeks here two months here and then you come back you're always back and forth back and forth Mm-hmm. but that was so that was be- to become a in the special forces you're saying yes okay and then you kind of just were all over the place that's crazy that's a crazy lifestyle yeah, yeah. what did that teach you like because that's you know i hear the stories of like in america like what the marines go through and stuff like that and that's... It's, yeah yeah it's, it's kind of the same they like, you're become like a different person mm-hmm. uh, really cool and um Zero emotions. Um, it's, 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 it's different. It's, yeah, it's fun, but it's different. And then I, my daughter was born, so my daughter was like grown up, and I want to be with her. So then I said, just like decide to retire. How did you? How did you meet your ex-wife? How did that happen? Uh, uh, she was the English teacher at the Navy school. Oh wow. Yeah, she was working for like six months and I met her there, but nothing happened because I was like a student. Uh-huh. And when I graduate, I jumped with like a club. She was there and said, hey, what's up? I missed. And there was a like dating going on. Wow. And where was yeah. her family from over here? Uh, they grew up in Queens, but they moved to Cortland Manor. So for that reason, I ended up here in Westchester. Wow, that's crazy. That's a crazy yeah. like transition. Do you do you, uh, do you miss Chile or no? Uh, when I moved, yeah, I was like missing Chile. It's like everything. No, no, a good job. No friends. My only family was her and her family. Not like my my parents or like nobody here. Mm-hmm. So the first two years was really hard. It was really hard. But after that. Um, I just like give myself um, time to just enjoy it here, and and I found fitness, so everything is like got it, getting better. That's awesome. So those those initial two years, you said you were, is that when you were working like in the the pizzeria? And yeah. Stuff like that? So pizzeria, I worked for eight months in the first pizzeria. Um, they teach me how to make pizza, so 
I learned how to make pizza that eight months. Then um, I wanted to move out of my um, in-laws house. So I got another job doing a sprinkling system mm -hmm. outside. So I was working two jobs uh, for like about the other four months. So like I worked Monday to Monday. Uh, then we moved and then uh, I was doing just a sprinkling system. Then I got my green car and I started working in the HVAC company mm -hmm. and doing fitness. So what year was yeah. that? Like, how old were you when, when that really started? All this started, like, I don't know. It's like 33, 30, no, 32. Okay. So pretty recently. Yes. I just moved back here four years ago. Oh, wow. So so you were you went back to Chile? No, no, no. Where were you, where were you living before that? So you moved back here? Uh, no, sorry. No, so I, I moved to the United States four years ago. Oh, all right. This was only four. Oh, crap, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Now you're already on a gym. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Wait, well, I want to backtrack, Probably though. I missed, yes. uh, you said you played rugby. When was that in your life, you know? From seven years old. So I started playing at seven, and then I played all the way up to 30, 31. So I played for my high school, then for like a a team outside my high school. Then I played for the Navy. Um, then I played for like first division in Chile for mm -hmm. my uh, old red club. And then I here I play for um, Old Blues. It's a, a club that, from um, Columbia University. Okay. Is that like, is that professional or no? What is it considered? They, you can consider it professional because they have players that they get, they get paid. They get, okay. they get a salary. So when you have players, they get paid. It's a professional sport, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, but in Chile, it's not professional. In Chile, you pay everything. Here, it's professional. How come you picked rugby and not soccer, though? I'm sure soccer is like... Uh, because soccer is huge in Chile, and I picked soccer at the beginning, and I played soccer until like probably like I was like six, four, 15, 16. I was doing both sports. But I wasn't good enough for soccer, and I was pretty pretty decent at, at rugby so I just choose rugby nice that's a that makes sense right kind of go, yeah. go, go where your strengths are yeah and in Chile you had like they're really good at soccer everybody plays soccer that's like yeah I feel like everywhere yeah. except for America that's kind of the standard yeah. you know yeah 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 true so it's 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 an interesting thing but rugby is a pretty cool sport man it's physical yeah it's a pretty it's, it's physical what? team Team, physical, strength. No, I, I love it. It was my passion for almost 30 years. So, Wow. Yeah. So then when you started to get into fitness, like how did that look? Like what was your first time to say like, all right. I'm okay. So how did that happen? When I was working those two jobs, I was working out at five in the morning, five to six. And I was going to the gym and, a lady was all the time at the same time as me, so five to six. And one time she asked me, like, can you, like, coach me? I said, I'm not a trainer. She's like, no, I know, but you work out really good, so I want to, like, work out with you. I said, like, I don't have time to coach you. You can work out next to me, <laughs> and you can do whatever I do, and that's fine. So I said, yeah, no problem. So 
Uh, she's like, and, and I'm going to pay you. I said, okay. So she's like, I don't know. I don't even remember how much you pay me for like a month. So like probably like an example, like five, 600 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, it's pretty decent money. Okay. So she worked out next to me for like about like six months and she completely changed. Like lost so much weight, a big, like defined muscles and everything. So all her friends, they start asking, like, who is training you? So she got me, like, a couple of clients. Then I did my NASAM certification for become a personal trainer. So I, was, I quit uh, the pizzeria, and I was doing just HVAC and um, personal training sometimes. So I was like, oh, my God, this is pretty good. Then I got a job on Crunch, you know, Crunch, uh, the gym. What? Yeah, which one? Uh, in the Bronx. Okay. One, 134th Street. So I was commuted to the Bronx. And the good thing at the Bronx, I don't know, they have only English-speaking trainers there, no Spanish-speaking. Mm-hmm. So when I got there, I was like the first Spanish-speaking plus English. <laughs> so I got like, they give me like 14. They give me like, usually you have to like find your own clients. No, they give me 14 clients because they didn't want to work with a no Spanish speaking. So I was working there like full time. I quit everything and just like doing personal training over there. Oh, wow. So, yeah. But the commute was killing me because I was like, have to be there by six, seven in the morning. And my last client, I was like eight at night. So I was like every, like all day there, just coming back and try to sleep and come back. Yeah, it's a, it's a and training. It's a, yeah, personal training like that is a crazy lifestyle, you know? It's a tra- crazy lifestyle. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to move back to Westchester area and I'm going to just do it there. Mm-hmm. So I moved back and it wasn't that easy to like find the same amount of client that I had there. I probably had like 30 clients. Okay. So I had to, so here, I work in Solaris Club. I did personal uh, personal uh, clients. And I started working in a restaurant in Monteverde. That's like a high-end restaurant in Bermonta. Yeah, I know exactly where that is. You know where it is? Yeah. And um, I was doing pretty decent money. Work, like working four hours there, like four four days a week. And I was making like $1,000 a week. I say, oh, my God. So I, when you start making money, like... Everything like fitness started coming like to my second option. Mm-hmm. And one day I said, you know what? No, I need to just come back to fitness. So then I start, um, I quit the job and I thought like, okay, I'm going to just pursue fitness and start working like in five different gyms, doing classes, personal training, everything. What was, and what was the start- time frame of this? Like when did you start in crunch? Like what year was that? Like that must yeah. A year ago. So that, we're in 2020, no? Yeah. Uh, so three years. So 2017. Okay. In like Oct- October 2017. Gotcha. And I worked for, for Crunch for like um, about like five, six months. So that we're in 2018. Yeah. Then I worked for Monteverde, Monteverde 2018, almost a full year. And then 2000, no, no, for Monterrey, like half a year. Yeah. Then 2018, I started working for a 
CrossFit Ossining. Mm-hmm. And then in 2019, September, I bought CrossFit Ossining. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's dive into that now. So being a... Well, why did you pick a CrossFit gym? Like, what is your appeal to CrossFit, first of all? Uh, okay. <clears throat> so, like I said, like, then I started doing CrossFit, and I fell in love with CrossFit. And uh, I'm a, try to be a competitive athlete in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, that was my dream. I said, like, you know what? I really enjoy coaching. I really enjoy helping people. I really enjoy when people achieve goals, and they come up to me and say, like, Andres, you know what? I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to uh, squat 200 pounds. I want to do this and I want to do that. And when they like achieve their goals, I actually make me feel happier than when I achieve my own personal goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really enjoy to help people and get people healthier, um, change the lifestyle. Because fitness is not just about the looking. It's about, for me, it's like a lifestyle. Eat better, be um, consistent, be like, um, I don't know, like a, if you do fitness and you go every day, you're really persistent and schedule on your life. And that's going to help you for everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So how, how do you, how do you make your clients like believe in that? Like, what is your, what are your principles? Like, you know, uh, I make my, like, I try to talk to them and um, explain that this is not just a, a fast process. We're not, uh, I'm not like selling you, okay, we're going to lose 15 pounds in one month. You have like those diet. We're going to lose this. Or we're going to get like, I'm trying to uh, teach them a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 this, this is a process, trusting the process. Uh, everything is going to come, but you need to trust. You need to like, be patient. So they, I always explain we have three, like three steps in uh, in this. The first two months when you come to the gym, okay, if you come to me, say so like the first two months, you have an internal uh, change. What I mean internal change? You, you're going to start feeling better with yourself. You're going to start like uh, seeing like results or like, how much you can move, you can run faster, but nobody else can see those changes, just you. For that reason, it's internal. You you only know that it's an internal. Then the, month two to month four, you have an external change. What it means external, people say, say oh, yeah, Joe, what are you doing? You're, you're losing weight. Oh, you look different. Um, you're happier, so people see you happier. So what are you doing? So that's the external change. And the third step is be consistent and new uh, learn new tricks or like new techniques. If month four to six, you start doing like different stuff. I know like you you learn how to do a pull up or you learn how to do a muscle up, a ring muscle up. So in CrossFit, um, and you just keep learning and getting better at what we're doing. So hmm. that's that what I try to teach. That's awesome. Nothing. Yeah. How do you how do you get people from like falling off? Because I you know obviously every single yes a, a lot of people fall in love. That's that's one of the things that we have here. Sometimes is for new people the the heat workout, the high intensity workout that we do at the gym. 
-hmm. Sometimes it's really hard for them and they, 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 they get uh, encouraged because uh, they see or they try to compare themselves with another member that probably is going to be it's been a year at the gym. So they say, ah, why he can do this? I can't. So, no, this is not for me. I try to talk to everybody, everybody who comes to the gym. I always like um, talk to them, email, text. Uh, it, I have experience, so I know when people start getting encouraged. So I try to uh, get motivated. Mm -hmm. So for, that's the only, like, that's one of the tools that I, I have to try to people that don't, don't fall off. How do, you, how do you teach someone to keep self-motivation? Oh, so self-motivation is really hard to teach. But uh, one of the tools that I always tell them to do is don't speak bad to yourself. So don't have bad thoughts like to yourself. For example, like, okay, I'm going to put myself in an ex example. Uh, I'm, I woke up this morning and uh, I don't know. I'm gonna, I want to squat and I can't squat the, the amount that I want to squat. So like, oh, Andres, you you suck. You can't do this. You're weak. You're this. So all those bad talk to you, it's gonna reflect in everything that you do. So you're gonna start like getting depressed and and getting to this like bad mood on. Because you're, you're, you we talk to ourselves so badly every day and whatever we do, you do something bad at work and you're like, oh my God, I, I'm, I'm not good enough. I'm, I'm not this, that, that. So I'm trying to like explain to, like, to be, talk to good to you. Okay, you can do this. You're good. You are strong. You're intelligent. You're pretty. You're, uh, so try to always keep you motivated and keep you, Mm -hmm. uh, giving that good energy out yeah so like positive self-talk and positive thoughts yeah positive yeah so that's i mean that's valuable right like I, i like that you said the yeah. first two months is your the internal change because that's so important. It's, it's the internal change that's the that's the key that's the, the main key yeah because it yeah that's everything the way your mind is really mm -hmm. sets the stage for everything going forward that about yes. i was Mm -hmm. I was watching the, the um, documentary about like health and this doctor was telling like all those uh, bad thoughts and like bad energy affect your brain and that chemical that you produce every time you have those thoughts go to your inside of your body and go to, for example, if you have an injury when you're, you're you, 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 you do judo, no? Yes. So probably five years ago, you have like a bad injury in your knee, okay? Mm -hmm. You're like good now, but all those chemicals go to your brain and then they go to like where you used to have your injury and they affect your knee. And then maybe you can have arthritis or bad elbow. Like that's how, that's how like all those bad thoughts can affect your, actually your body, your muscle, your everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of truth to that. Like mind, mindset shift is yes. crucial, man. So if, if, yeah. if I'm a new person coming to your gym, kind of, I know you have the stages of like the two months and the next two months, but what if like I'm brand new to fitness? Like how do you get someone acclimated? Like what is your programming like? Like what do you structure? The uh... Uh, So we have two 
uh, classes like one-on-one that we teach movements, names, um, correct form. So we have like those two classes. After that, uh, people come to our gym and we try to, for everybody, do the same workout, but in a scale version. So if we have an advanced advanced athlete that can do pull-ups and we have a beginner, they both gonna do the same movement but the beginner, instead of do regular pull-ups, maybe can do jumping pull-ups or you're going to do Vandy pull-ups. Mm-hmm. So everything that we do is a scale and we work through get you like be able to do a regular pull-up. Gotcha. So it's a, a progression to get somebody to... Progression, yes. And you do you cater your program for someone's goals? Like say I come in and I'm like, you know, I want to just lose weight or I just want to get big. You know, yes. how does that work? Yeah, yeah. So that work if they come to me and they tell me their goals. So if you got to get bigger, you, yeah, you can do kind of the same workout, but you need to eat more than someone they want to lose weight. And we, we help people with like um, meal plans. We have a nutritional um the person that helped me and we give nutritional plans. So that's going to like help you to get your goal mm-hmm. because 80% of whatever you want to do, if you want to lose weight, you want to gain weight, it's your diet. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. Yes. What, what kind of diet programs do you have? Like, what do you believe? Um, I believe in the macro so I do a blog some diet. Um, I actually believe, and I do it myself, everything has to be portion. So proportion, sorry, proportion. Um, protein, carbs, and fat. Okay. The way I eat that is a, a, a thing that I want to maintain my weight. I don't want to lose or, or, or gain weight. So yeah, I want to maintain my weight don't lose and keep my strength, I do 40, 40, 30. So 40 protein, 40 carbs, and uh, sorry, 40, 30, 30. 40 protein, 30 carbs, and 30% of fat, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, I can explain, but a little longer. Uh, carbs, protein, they have certain percentage. So it's 9%, 6%, and 3%. So a- everything that you put on your food, you multiply by that 9%, 3%, 6%, and that's going to give you a proportion of how much food you have to have in your plate. Mm-hmm. But in a breakfast, so a breakfast, everything had to be a proportion. So I don't know, a regular breakfast that I always tell people, you can do mm-hmm. one whole wheat bread, that, that's your carb, two eggs, if you're going to do full eggs, you have your protein, is the egg whites, and your fat is the yolk. Mm-hmm. So everything that you eat during the day has to be that proportional. Everything has to have the three macros. Okay, and how do you track that? What do you use? Uh, then it's go for your weight. This like depends on your weight and your body fat and your uh, gender. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a, a tough thing, at least for me. Like tracking things can be very tedious right yeah so i hate tracking things you do it for a month 
and then after that month, because you in in what we do in, in at the gym, I'm not trying to get you a be a bodybuilder that it, they have to exactly eat. I don't know, a hundred grams of this, hundred twenty grams of this, and thirty grams of that, and they can pass up and down. Here, it's for percentage. So if you pass two or three grams or like up and down, it's not gonna affect that much. Mm-hmm. So you like you learn the first month, and then you just uh, seeing how much food you put in your plate, you actually know that that's the right portion. So you learn how to eat. You learn it's a, like I said, it's a lifestyle. You you learn how to like uh, make good uh, choices when you go out to mm-hmm. eat. Sometimes we go out to eat and say, "Ah, oh, no, I, I'm eating pretty good," and you order like a fried chicken. <laughs> We like fried. No, that's I know it's chicken, but it's yeah. fried. So how do, how do you manage that? Though? How do yeah. you manage going out? Because let's say on a nice day, people uh, want to drink beers and eat wings. You know, what do you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's that's like 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 you asked me before. What is your goal? Your goal is be healthy and feel good yourself and play with your kids. I don't know if you play with your grandkids. What is your goal? If you want to be an athlete, you can just be drinking beer. Mm-hmm. If you want to just uh, keep your weight and be healthy, yes, you can have a beer like, I don't know, once a week, a couple of beers once a week. That's totally fine. So it depends how your goal and what you want. It's how we're going to do your meal plan or if I'm going to tell yes or no, you can drink or you're not going to drink. Mm-hmm. So. So it's just really moderation more than anything. It's more moderation of anything, like um, too much of, I don't know, like fruit, too much fruit also is going to affect you. Too much of anything, it's bad. Mm-hmm. So be like, try to be moderate. If you're going to drink, yeah, have two, two beers, three beers, once a week, totally fine. If you want to lose weight and you don't want to like gain that much calories, I don't know, have a vodka, vodka, yeah, less calories, <laughs> you're gonna get that boost. That's true. It's it's it's, it's all in moderation, right? You have to learn. Yes, you're yes. saying because, like you said, it's a lifestyle that that's someone has to be devoted and wanna wanna change, right? Yeah, yeah. and making sure people understand that is is crucial. And when you stick, when you like go to the gym and you eat right, your body is going to like have the change inside internal. And then when you eat bad and you were like, oh my God, I'm craving a McDonald's, I'm craving whatever bad, really bad food, you're going to get sick. Mm-hmm. So when you feel sick, then you're going to say, that doesn't worth it. Nothing worth it to like eat this. I'm going to just like go for a healthier uh, choice. Yeah. So you have to want to crave the good food yes yes nice if i can give you um advice to all our listeners sugar is the worst thing that you can have so if you ask me oh i if i can eat a candy bar or a slice of pizza i 100 percent tell you eat the slice of pizza then candy mm. bar. that's good advice right there yeah. All right, so let's wrap this up here. If people want to find out mm-hmm. more about your gym and about you, where can they look? 
So if they want to find out uh, more, more about us, uh, you can go to vitalityfitnessco.com. That's our web uh, page. Or you can follow us in Instagram, Vitality Fitness Austin, or Facebook, Vitality Fitness Austin. Awesome. Uh, we have all the schedule, name of the classes. Right now, all with the coronavirus, we're doing online classes. So if you want to join and do online classes, uh, if you tell me you don't have any equipment, no problem. We have with equipment, no equipment, you can always work out at your house. So if you want to just join us now, you can send me an email to uh, vitalityfitness08 at gmail.com and I can answer all your questions. Awesome. Andres, thank you very much for coming on. This was, this was a good podcast, man. You have an awesome story and I hope uh, everyone listening understands that. It's, you know, it's cool. It's a cool story and I appreciate your knowledge there. Welcome to the iHealth Podcast podcast for you to relate to like-minded individuals discussing hot topics all related to rehab, fitness, and business. Brought to you by Iron Health from Westchester, New York. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for listening.